You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagask's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Good morning, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar. Uh, we're joined by Liam McCabe. Liam from Board B is going to give us an update on the dairy market outlook uh, for the remainder of 2023. I think we'll have a lot of interest in this area, Liam. There's a lot of people listening and, and hoping that your 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 conversation with me over the next 15 minutes is going to be a very positive one. Um, but we want to maybe have a quick chat in terms of the dairy markets. Um, I know it's titled in terms of where we're going for the remainder of 2023. But I think we need to have a, a, maybe a quick conversation, Liam, to start us off. Um, 2022 record milk prices, everything, you know, going into 2022, there was concern in terms of where input prices were, um, increased dramatically. Um, luckily, luckily enough, in terms of milk price, I suppose, as I say, um, increased to record levels, but there's been a big drop off since that, Liam, maybe can we, can you explain that? Because maybe, uh, for farmers, it's it's a tough one. In pr- prices have remained high, um, but milk prices dropped off dramatically in the first half of 2023. Yeah, absolutely, James, and and thanks for ha- having me on. And you know, as you say, from the outset, we are acutely aware that it it's something farmers are are concerned about at the minute, and and, and rightly so. There's been significant uh, price decreases at Farangate level over the past number of months. Um, I suppose what I'll try and do is outline the factors that may dictate where uh, milk price will be over the next number of months and I suppose explain the situation that led to maybe where we are today. Mm. Um, as, as I always say, if if I if I was fit to predict where milk price or where commodity prices will be, I'd be sitting on a beach in the Bahamas and not here in my humble abode in, in, in East Cavan. But look at it, as you rightly say, Jim, last year was, a, you know, an absolutely record year, um, I suppose, in terms of global commodity prices, which obviously led to record farm gate prices, as we've seen here in Ireland. And not only that, but we've seen, you know, record uh, Irish dairy exports as well, increasing by 32% last year uh, to the value of 6.8 billion. So, all you know unprecedented stuff that I suppose at the start of last year that that no nobody would have been in, in a um, position to predict. I suppose aware as well that that all you know wasn't directly correlated to more money in farmers' bank accounts. They had to grapple with input cost inflation as well as as you um, pointed out. So so really prices began to rise uh, kind of mid twenty twenty uh, following a bit of a you know shake that there was kind of at the onset of COVID. Since the middle of twenty twenty, we've seen global commodity prices uh, begin to rise. And I suppose looking at specifically at, at last year, what we've seen was, you know, uh, and, and it really, although demand was ro- quite robust, it really was supply driven or lack of supply driven that that drove the prices to, to the high levels that, that they were at last year. So I suppose similar to what, what we've seen here in Ireland, James, where farmers, I guess, at the start of last year and in Europe in particular farmers made strategic decisions this they heard all about you know these rising energy costs etc they made strategic decisions and they called you know some of the lowest performing cows and as a result of that in europe and similarly we've seen the same in ireland that milk production for the first half of the year was was uh, was was back we've seen that kind of reflected across some of the other main dairy exporting uh, regions as well. I suppose it's important to note that only seven percent of all the dairy that is produced in the world is exported. So it doesn't take much to shift that 
balance that the supply demand balance it doesn't take a whole lot for, for that balance to be shifted as well when we talk about the major exporters there are kind of five key export regions that account for pretty much all of the dairy that is exported they are europe new zealand the us argentina and australia and if you look at europe uh, the us and uh, new zealand kind of all of those would have been back in the first half of last year you know in terms of their, their milk output so that I, I guess created this uncertainty in, in dairy markets around security of supply where buyers were actually concerned that they're actually going to be fit to you know fill supply lines because all the talk was around this this you know decreasing uh, milk coming out of the major exporting regions and, and as a result of that drove prices to unprecedented levels. I guess what we started to see then the second half of the year, again, similarly to what we've seen in Ireland, farmers reacted to the high prices, tried to capitalise on them by pumping out more milk. Now, granted, some other markets have the ability to do that you know, more effectively, I guess, than we do here in Ireland because, you know, we're such a grass-based uh, system. Uh, some of the kind of higher input, higher output production systems were, were in a position to, to capitalise on that. And we've seen, you know, in the US, in in kind of some of the key European markets, Germany, the Netherlands, they started to, to ramp up their production. Um, and I guess, they, you know, we've seen the, the supply-demand balance maybe take a, you know, shift as a result of that extra milk coming on board in the second half of the year. So that's really, I suppose, where, okay, uh, the high milk prices come out of, uh, Liam, but ultimately in terms of the reaction to those has increased demand, has increased supply ultimately, and demand probably has tapered off. Um, where are we at now in terms of and what a lot of our, our, our listeners are going to want to hear? Has it bottomed out? Um what are the markets? What are the markets doing at the moment? Yeah, I was trading. Well, 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 I suppose what, what, what we we seen happening, James, was prices. So when I say price, I mean global commodity prices begin to to decrease, kind of in you know in in quarter three of last year. So we started to see that downward pressure coming on prices, um, and at this point, you know, kind of the core basket of dairy goods as we call it of you know butter skim milk powder whole milk powder uh, and and we can are back somewhere in the region of 40 to 60 percent so it, you know we 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 really did and i suppose it was a result of our production system we obviously have lower volumes being produced over the winter months in ireland uh, we didn't see that reflected in in at farm gate level until the last number you know the last number of months as farmers will be acutely aware of here in ireland as we've seen kind of the, the prices start to drop so um as i said you know that shift in the supply demand balance created uh, you know that it, it shifted the balance i suppose in favor of the dairy buyers as opposed to the dairy exporters as it had been for the for the um for the few years previous to that, really. So where where we're at now, James, and, and I suppose Anita at this point probably mentioned China, who are, you know, have a significant influence on dairy markets as well. They import about 20% of all the dairy that is that is traded globally. Um, last year, Chinese dairy imports were back about 20%. Um, you know, there was also there was a lot of kind of they were grappling with COVID lockdowns, et cetera. Now they have come out of those lockdowns. There is an expectation that they will return to the market at some point, but I guess we haven't we haven't seen that yet. But in terms of prices, um, we, we have seen some green shoots in the last number of weeks in terms of prices begin to, to stabilise. So there, there is some hope there, I suppose, that if, if we haven't reached the bottom, that, that we're very close to it in terms of if where commodity prices are at. And now I guess what we still would be hearing is that there still is a price differential in terms of what 
dairy commodities are making relative to where farm gate milk price is at. So there still is a little bit of a gap there. But I suppose in terms of the markets, what we are seeing is, is that we have seen some stabilization over the last number of weeks. And there is hopes that, that you know, um, prices have, have maybe hit, hit, uh, hit the bottom, you know. But I guess it's, it's, it's what you see as well, Jim, just it's, the so, summer can be a quite a quiet period in terms of dairy markets because a lot of parts of Europe just go, go, go on holidays for the summer. So there, we don't see significant change over the summer months. Um, but as I say, there, there are some green shoots there that, that uh, markets may have. What sort of a lag period then, Liam, I suppose, in terms of ultimately the Irish dairy farmer wants to know, right, there's green shoots in the market. But is there a lag period in terms of where that actually starts to influence on farm gate price again? Yeah, look, at th- there, there absolutely is, James. And I suppose different processors will have different contracts with buyers in terms of how they're how they're how they're forward selling you know so so there, there absolutely is a lag now it's difficult to say it's not a defined period as such um but but there but there can be um a lag there between you know where commodity prices are and and, and where, where uh where farm gate prices are but i guess that's for the individual processors to 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 manage that in terms of their you know uh, what what they have bought and sold maybe um, in, in that context. But look, and I suppose, as I say, there, there is still a bit of a price differential there would certainly be what we're hearing in terms of what dairy commodities are making relative to where farm gate price is. So, uh, you know, we would probably need to see some some upward, you know, uh, certainly you would like to see see an upward shift over the over the summer months, you know, but as I say, it can be a quiet period in, in, in terms of dairy markets, yeah. Just to pick up on something you said a little bit earlier, Liam, in terms of obviously um, with the high prices last back end, um, supply was increased um, globally to react to those. Um, where, given the fact that it has such an impact on trade, where is global supply likely? I, I know um, it's probably a difficult one in terms of um, t- to pitch in terms of that lag when you get the information, but, but where is it? Um, where is it working towards for for the remainder of 2023? Is it ahead? Is it behind? How yeah. is it looking? Well, 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 certainly for the first half of the year, James, the kind of key export region. So, if if I suppose we take in New Zealand for example, we just seen their their April milk supply data in the last number of days, and they were up six point eight percent in April. So, if we look at that last uh, October November, where where New Zealand were just kind of cross their their peak milk supply they were back four percent for the season for their season so when we talk season um you know it's kind of kicking off in july to to, to may ballpark so so they were back four percent they're now their cumulative season to date is only back 0.8 percent so there has been they have bridged that gap significantly over that period um similarly you know if when we look at Europe, a lot of the European producers are, are you know, there's more milk in Germany. Uh, France is back. The Netherlands is up significantly. So we, there is certainly excess. You know, there's more milk in the first half of this year than we would have seen in the first half of last year. Now, I guess what, what the expectation is, again, in the reverse, I guess, of what we've seen last year is that when, you know, uh, the lower commodity prices is reflected at farm gate level, we will start to see a slowdown in, in, in milk, milk supply. And it is anticipated that that will come in the second half of this year. I suppose because of that lag in terms of getting the data, we don't have visibility of that yet. But I suppose what we what we have seen is that we are seeing higher uh, 
cow slaughter in the US and higher cow slaughter in, in New Zealand. So that typically tells you that there's something happening in, in those markets. So I suppose for the first half of this year, we do anticipate that there will be, you know, we will be in growth trajectory, but certainly by the time we get to quarter four, we do anticipate that kind of those key dairy producing regions will will have started to slow down at that point and um, tipping the balance you know which which obviously you know has has an impact on the supply demand uh, balance but certainly as we move towards the end of the year james we do ant- anticipate that there will be less milk uh, coming out of the main producing regions and you speak then obviously about stabilization in the market now maybe over over the summer months is it at that point um is it at that point in terms of quarter four where, where we may expect um, increases in the milk price um, received at farm level? Look, at it's diff- that's a difficult one to say, James. I, I, you know, I would think so. I suppose markets haven't signaled, signaled anything significant yet to say that there's significant optimism out there uh, per se. Um, but I suppose what we are seeing is is a stabilisation in markets, which I t- think is a good thing because you know we know that that's how dairy markets uh, dairy markets work. So you know l- l- let's see. You know hopefully, I mean that's that's generally how the cycles works works, James. You know is that there's less milk, and as a result of that, the supply demand balance is is tipped in favour of the exporters and prices begin to rise again. So I suppose that is the expectation that we will see stronger prices uh, as we come into the end of the year. Um, now, I know that's a maybe a little consolation to Irish dairy farmers as we're crossing peak at the minute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that is the hope is that as as we there is less milk in global markets, that that we will see stronger prices. Um, and at this point, we're, we're almost we're almost at the midpoint of the year. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking at quarter three and, and into quarter four for that, I would expect. Okay, there's a question in there in terms of I suppose how did farm Irish farm gate prices um compare um globally or even across the rest of Europe last year um did we did 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 we get all we should have got type of thing Yeah, look at I I'd say James we've seen similar enough um price price fluctuations across the kind of key key um exporting regions if you like. Certainly across Europe, we would have seen similar enough farm gates, uh, you know, that, that kind of relative change across the kind of key producing regions as well. Similarly, New Zealand, I know I'd say they, they probably they, they seen the price fall a little bit earlier than, than we mm. did, simply probably due to our supply pattern mm. um, that, that they had more milk kind of last last, you know, as they were crossing their peak last back end where we were actually going the other way. So I'd say, you know, because of that switch in terms of you know even if we take ourselves in New Zealand they would have they, they would have had seen lower prices before we did so yeah. it's you're not always comparing like with like but in general James I would say that you know the, the prices were reflected kind of you know across the major exporters yeah the, the final question I see in here and it's probably um it's the crystal ball one and um maybe if you do answer this one you, you'll get that break to the Bahamas Liam but um uh, we've a question in from a viewer in terms of where are you pitching farm gap milk price um over the coming months obviously costs remain relatively high I know there's an easing in in maybe fertilizer and feed but there's been a lot of stuff fed uh, and a lot of fertilizer purchased at relatively high prices in the first half, Liam. So input prices for, for the year probably aren't going to yeah. drop off an awful lot. Are you going to give us a figure? 
Yeah, um, <laughs> look, at, I, I, I won't be given a figure, James, because I simply don't, I don't know it and I don't think anyone will, will you know, and it's not to uh, be in dismissive, but it's, it's uh, as you say, said from the outset, it is, it is crystal ball stuff at this point. But I suppose, look, at, um, when we look at the fundamentals and in terms of the prices as well, the signals that we're getting, there is some green shoots there. As I say, the prices have, have begun to stabilise um so you know we, we would hope that prices in terms of global commodity prices have have hit a hit a, a bottom at this point and i suppose from here we would hope that as we move towards the end of the year that they will begin to to move upwards again so you know as, as i said difficult to put a price on it james but in terms of I suppose hopefully farmers can draw their own conclusions at a at a you know the, the what we can expect to happen maybe as we move into the end of the year you know we would hope that obviously uh, with with less milk coming out of major the major producing regions that we see higher commodity prices and as a result higher farm gate prices as well yep i think we leave it at that liam um and look at i want to thank liam mccabe from borbia for coming on uh, i think it's it's obviously a very topical um, conversation at the moment, Liam, as I said, and in terms of farm gate costs remaining high, um, it's something that, as you say, each individual needs to have a look at their own system. Um, uh, they have to draw their own conclusions on your conversation today, but also in terms of having a look in terms of where the cost structure for, for their farm is um, over the coming months and for the remainder of 2023. So as always, Liam, um, thanks a million and thanks for your time. Thanks for your update. Um, the weather's good, folks. There's a lot of silage going on out there. What I would say is, um, as always, farm safely over the next week. Um, we have Larkin Dooley, um, local Chagas advisor in Portlaoise with us next week in terms of giving us an update as to what's happening on the ground with his own farmer clients in, in County Leash. So thanks a million, folks, and see you again next week. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.